Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Fat Mascara. I'm Jen Sullivan. As you know, since you heard the week before, Jess is taking some time off to focus on a big work project she's doing at Moda. So she's going to be gone through April. And on Wednesdays, we're going to be doing our regular Wednesday news episodes. However, I am going to be having some fun guest co-hosts come in. And moment of vulnerability, I feel like I'm about to embark on like speed dating. This is going to be interesting. So I wanted to be really transparent with you about it and how it works. And I want you guys to tell me what you think of everything. But over the next couple weeks, we'll have different guest co-hosts come in. My hope is that there'll be someone that I have great chemistry with who can add a lot to the show that we can have come back on again a couple more times before Jess is back. But I trust you more than anyone, so I want to hear what you think. So as we have these guest co-hosts on, I'm hoping that you will email me and let me know if there's someone you really like or you have some constructive criticism about somebody that we brought on. Email me at info at fatmascara.com or I love DMs. So come hit me up on Instagram. I'm at Jen Edit. That's Jen with two N's underscore edit. That's my Instagram. DMs are open. 
whether you like today's guest, whether you have a suggestion of a guest co-host. So the format of our Wednesday shows isn't really going to change all that much. We're still going to do the news and analysis you come to us for, have some fun, have some laughs, raise wands to products. But the intros will be a little bit deeper because I want you guys to get to know the guest co-hosts and a little bit more about them, and they'll be able to bring something to the show that I can't. So we're about to embark on a wonderful journey together. Again, I feel like it's speed dating. I know it's not, but that's just where I'm at headwise, just so you know as we go into this. And with that... It is time to welcome our first guest co-host. You're about to meet Emily Sundberg. You've actually heard Jess and I mention her on the show because she's the author of the Feed Me newsletter on Substack. It's a daily newsletter about culture through the lens of business. So my thinking was that she would have some good takes on beauty through the lens of business. A little more background on her. I'm going to do this each episode too so the guest doesn't have to sit here while I give you their resume, but just so you know who the heck you're about to spend a half an hour with. She's a journalist, filmmaker, content strategist. She does creative consulting for brands. And like I said, her newsletter is great. You should subscribe to it. It's Feed Me on Substack. And let's welcome Emily Sundberg to the studio. We're in the virtual studio. My guest co-host Emily is here. Hi, welcome, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. This is so fun. I just informed her that she is our first guest co-host, so no pressure at all. No pressure, but I, I listen religiously, so I feel like I've been training for this. You probably know more about the show than I do, but our listeners don't know you yet, though we have talked about you on the podcast. So I want to ask you a couple questions. Your newsletter, Feed Me, it has a voice of a person who's like, oh, the water cooler gossip after the conference room. So I think that comes across. But I also notice, I noticed this when I first signed up, I was like, oh, this girl knows beauty because she knows beauty culture, or at least she likes it. And considering you've never properly worked at a beauty company, what's that about? Is that just like a personal interest? So I think my closest exposure to beauty as an industry was when I was working at The Cut and Kathleen and Ashley were the beauty editors and we were getting sent all of this stuff all the time from all different brands. But I started seeing the amount of excitement that went into the gifting to editors around beauty products. So like, <laughs> yeah, at that time, it was like you're sending a package of lipstick with a milk bar cake. Obviously, now today, it's way more branded and owned by the team. And there's way more strategy behind it. And they wouldn't just send you like a cake and a lipstick and a cute little box. It would be like a parade or um, a custom whatever. But at the time, I was like, okay, interesting. There are these people who are working within the company who are spending a lot of time and money on making sure that it's seen when it gets into the office with the whole slew of things coming in here, clocking that, whatever. I also grew up with Glossier being the North Star of what a brand looks like, something that people are emotional about. Were you emotional about it? No, but I was very curious about the business of it. I was okay. very... Got it. I mean, I lived with my sister at the time. I would bring stuff home. We fucked up our skin a million times from using way <laughs> too much stuff. It was fun, but I didn't really get the steps of it or how you're supposed to use these things. I was more just like, this is happening and there's some traction getting picked up here. And I always knew that Glossier was was something and it felt different. And the people that worked there, I was curious about. And it was the first company in a long time where I was like, even the employees have their own presence that is 
rooted back to their workplace, which I don't think at the time I could sit, tell you who worked at Pat McGrath or Chanel Beauty, but I knew who worked at Glossier. And if I saw them on the street, it would be a little like, oh, I follow that person because they work there. So you're like a fan of the business part of beauty is where you're a stan. Always. The office, the strategy, I think that Glossier, I mean, we all know this. We read the book. We heard the interviews. You guys did it, whatever. <laughs> they did things differently. And I think that Glossier could have been an underwear brand or a body care brand or a salad brand. And if they built it the same way, it probably would have gained the same amount of interest from me. But I like when I was working at the cut, I was refreshing into the gloss, Covetor, Man Repeller, all the same. I grew up in women's media. Like that was my first workplace after I graduated. And then um, I would say when I started writing the letter, so 14, 15 months ago. That's your newsletter on Substack. Yes, Feed Me is when I started getting really interested in the business of beauty and I started seeing how much money was going into these brands. I did a consulting project with Julie and Brian from Starface when they had a brand called Plus. So I was seeing how their brands worked and how seriously they took their different businesses. And my friend Marta started do, and I was like, okay, there's a lot of these little things trickling up. Maybe they'll work. Maybe they won't. A lot of them did. And then just like this past year, the amount of fundraising we've seen, acquisitions we've seen, new brands launching, other brands folding, Sephora getting so packed that you don't even know what else is going to fit in there. <laughs> Can you imagine launching in Sephora now and being like, is anybody even going to notice? It's crazy pants time in the in the beauty industry for sure. Totally. And you've been seeing it all this time. I can tell just from the way that you write, for example, with fragrance, that you have a personal attachment to it. Like, if correct me if I'm wrong here, you took a perfume-making class? I took a fragrance class last semester. Yeah, why'd you do that? Because I saw the, the business of it was shocking me, and I was writing about something that I didn't understand. And I was like, if I'm going to keep writing about this, and there are fragrance brands raising the same amount of its tech startups, like, I want to understand what's going into this. So yeah, there's the gossipy startup angle. There's the anthropological angle of I'm curious how women spend their money and what that says about culture at large or how people spend their money and what that says about culture at large, especially in New York City, where they're spending more money on beauty than anywhere in the country. And then there's just like, I'm a girl. I grew up with a sister. My mom wore makeup and changed her hair every day and had a perfume counter. So there's just like the experience of being a woman. I'm very, I write every day. Like my, I have to be very inside my head and reflective of my own experiences constantly. Like I'm constantly writing about being one, just like a person in this world. I'm the reason people pay to read my letter is not because I'm writing about business. It's because I'm writing about business because Emily is, or else they could go read Wall Street Journal or somebody else. So I have like a fairly intimate relationship with myself and what it means to be a woman and what it means for my bathroom cabinet to look the way it does. And how does your bathroom cabinet look? I'm in a good cycle right now of giving stuff away <laughs> once it reaches a certain fullness. I don't keep boxes and boxes of stuff I get sent in my house at all times. 
So now that you like sort of peeled back the curtain a little bit on beauty, you were a consumer before, but now you're like an educated consumer. Does it diminish at all the sparkle for you as a consumer? Yeah, of course. It does. Okay. Yeah. That and also when you go to, I'm sure you've had this experience where you go to an esthetician or a facialist or something and they tell you to stop using something that you thought was great and you sort of have to make the decision like, do I trust the experience that I've been having with it, or am I supposed to listen to you because you're telling me that that's probably not the best product for the issue that I'm having? Like, that's always a funny one when you're like, Every Shit. person has been in that exact, you're, and you're so vulnerable in that moment too. <laughs> if you're like, yeah, laying naked yeah, you're on like, a bed. okay, I'll go home and I'll trash it. And then you come home and you're like, what do I do with this thing that I thought I loved? But yeah, absolutely. I mean, even just going through a fragrance course and learning that that whole industry is marketing. Most fragrance is synthetic and pretty cheap to make. It's alcohol and a few additional scents and chemicals. And then you're spending money on the packaging and the marketing. But having learned about the artistry, and you've probably heard perfumers and interviews and everything, like what they do, not everybody can do. Does that still give it a little bit of pizzazz or are you just like, it's still just molecules? Yes. Like I always say, people always ask me, would you ever start a fragrance company? And I always say I would only do it if I was to do it with like a chemist or somebody who worked in the industry. I I don't think I would hire like a third party to make something. I would want that person in-house because they are so thoroughly trained and go through such an intense process. But with something like I just bought the Sol de Janeiro, like their vanilla-y smelling body spray. I don't think it's that different than the Victoria's Secret one that I grew up with, but maybe it is. I, I have to go back. Do you like it? I love it. It makes me happy, but I'm not treating it like it's something other than that should make me happy. That is like a pretty affordable body spray fragrance that I use liberally because it is, there's so much of it in there. It's a plastic bottle. That is what it is. There will be other brands coming out this year, I'm sure, that will be making just as an inexpensive of a product and marking it up way high mm-hmm. because of whatever. I'm just curious, and then we'll get to the news, obviously, which is why we brought you here. But did you have a final project that you had to make a scent? The projects got more and more intense, I would say, the second half of the semester. So it was like make an accord with just citrus fragrances for the very first class, just like a base. And then we went into florals and then we went into more like oceany wet fragrances, which was fun. And then it got more and more complicated. And as the fragrances from the prior week sat, they got more complicated and they changed. So you could bring those in if you wanted to. But the only test element was that the professor would smell all of our fragrances at the end of the class. And she'd sort of say, I like that. I don't like that. Why did you do that? Very blunt. It was fun. That sounds really fun. Okay. Before we get into the news, another question I wanted to ask you was about, because you're such an expert on branding and I watch you watch new brands and have a take on them. I'm curious if you have your eye on any up and coming beauty brands that you think are doing something fun and interesting. What do you categorize as up and coming? Like if you're in Sephora, are you up and coming? I don't think so. Well, maybe. Depends. What are you thinking of? You know, yesterday, Do and Soft Services both launched in Sephora, which I think was interesting choice on Sephora's part to have them both launch on the same day. I got packages from both of them yesterday, and I'm curious what both of them will do. I'm curious what Prada's beauty line will look like. I heard they're entering Sephora in the next few weeks. 
that's not really up and coming, but it's up on the website now. And I went to the launch. So I was considering raising a wand. Actually, am I raising a wand? We'll see. Let's wait till the end of the episode on that one, actually. Yeah. Okay. But it's gorgeous. What else? Yeah. Prada can't be, I don't think Prada counts as an up and comer. No, but it's up and coming into Sephora. Yeah. I get so many pitches about fragrance brands now. I'm curious which of them will make it. A lot of people who work at holdings companies or private equity companies are like, should I launch this fragrance company? And most of the time I'm like, I can't advise on that. Like I, if you give me a check, I'll help you out. But <laughs> some of them, I mean, I generally think that people just raise way too much cash for some of these kinds of businesses. Yeah. It's something Jess and I have been talking about too. And then the pressures that come with that cash. So it does change the, it ch- changes the way people think about beauty on the business side of things. Do you have anything on your radar that you've been excited about that's up and coming? Yeah, but now that you're saying that, I'm like, a lot of them are fragrance brands, but they're little fragrance brands. And I think they're not the kind of ones that will get the Manzanita money or like the Pooge money or whatever. They might stay little. Like there's a company, Fern. Do you know Fern? Yes. With two Fs. Yeah, yeah. They have a cool model because they'll send out a sample every season of the scent of the season. And then if you like it, you keep it. If not, there's like a return pouch. So it helps you really with like getting sampling, which I think buying fragrance online is hard to do. So I think that's kind of bizarre. That's why a lot of places don't do it. I mean, I love the Farah Hamidi lip gloss. Yeah. I've seen you. I've seen you mention it in your, in your newsletter. Yeah. I have some news to talk to you about if you don't mind. You know how the podcast works. Will you be my news co-host? Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so news is relative because I realize we're like 10 days out from the Super Bowl, but I'm still processing because I feel like it was a huge moment in beauty. It was insane to me how many ads there were. Dove, CeraVe, Elf, NYX, Hero Cosmetics. I don't know. Am I missing any? But they felt really different to me. And here's what I wanted to ask you about. They don't seem like Natalie Portman coming out of a helicopter and selling you a perfume. They felt really fun and fresh. And I wanted to see if you felt that it was also sort of like a cultural shift moment for beauty. It felt like it finally went mainstream and also started being marketed like other consumer products with a little bit of fun with an old celebrity throw-in. Why does everybody throw in an old celebrity? But what what was your take on it? The one that stood out to me the most was definitely CeraVe. I think a big part of that, one, I knew somebody who worked on the commercial, so I knew about it months ago. And I so I, I already had a radar out for it. And then they did this preceding thing where you were almost like, did they even need to spend money on the Super Bowl? Like, wouldn't that be a fun, stunty thing if they were like, we're going to do a Super Bowl commercial, but then they didn't actually have to pay the money for it? I felt like I saw more CeraVe on my feed before the Super Bowl than afterwards. For people who have different feeds than us, this is the Michael Sarah campaign, jokingly pretending that he is the founder of the company. Correct. Yeah, so fun. But my parents don't follow all these girls who live in the West Village who are promoting CeraVe and whoever else. So I guess that that was their first exposure to it. And I think that it was really fun. I think everybody loves Michael Sarah. He's unproblematic. He's like a funny guy. They had Eric Wareheim work on that. They had like a stacked team work on it behind the scenes writing the script. Yeah, it was great. 
but the whole preceding thing and how so many of these companies announce that they're doing a commercial is this newer strange phenomenon where it used to be like a surprise as you're watching the Super Bowl. I mean, you know how it works. You're watching the Super Bowl and you're wow, they did this commercial. How incredible. Where this year we could almost play a game of like who got the best slot. Like where's this one? I'm waiting for it. And you Mm -hmm. could make up your whole narrative about it. Yeah, they got the PR value too. You know what else I noticed was a thing that I was thinking, I got a bunch of press releases, usually the morning after how it works for people who might not know, the morning after like the Grammys or the Oscars, I get like 20 press releases, so-and-so is wearing X makeup or this person did this person's hair. Mm -hmm. This is the first year that the Super Bowl, even though it didn't have a proper red carpet per se, was treated almost like a Met Gala type event or like a fashion event. I feel like I was seeing news about what so-and-so lipstick they wore sitting in the luxury box. Yeah, Pat McGrath did a whole cut-up video of all the time she's worked with Taylor the day before the event, which might have been just as effective for them as anything else, right? People probably wonder what that red is, and now they know it's Pat McGrath. Do you think next year for the Super Bowl, there will be as much a beauty and fashion influx as far as interest, not just the advertisements, but also like I'm talking about, what did so-and-so wear? What girlies were there? Which musicians were there? Like it was a hot ticket. Because I think you could say part of it was the Travis and Taylor thing. Do you think next year we're going to keep this going? If she's there, I I really, (laughs) I mean, it was like the top viewed Super Bowl you think it Ever. was because of her? I do, yeah. I mean, yes, Haley was there and she made content of her road lip gloss in the stands. But on the other hand, like the NFL is pretty, they keep things tight. They don't want it to be a fashion show. Like they want, a lot of people just want to watch the game and they didn't cut to Taylor that often, but people were watching it because they were waiting for those cuts. I was at a Super Bowl party and there were some people in the room that were like, Taylor won. And then there were a lot of people rolling their eyes, like, stop. But, yeah, I think there's a lot of people who are, I mean, we see her numbers. It's true. It's true. Part of me wants to think it's that they finally recognize that there's a lot of female fans in the NFL audience, but it all I'm sure that was part of it, too. I mentioned, I think, the Hero Cosmetics ad, yeah. which was great. But then literally the day after, the next thing I want to talk about with you is that Alex Earl became the... I think her title is spokesperson of Hero Cosmetics. Yeah. And I was thinking, and for those who don't know, like, how would you describe Alex Earl? A person of influence? An influencer? A She's an influencer who really took over the internet last year as this blonde party girl, college <laughs> student. And now she's trying to figure out what life after that looks like. As a lot of people who get that kind of popularity do... I'm curious if you have, because you have insider knowledge always, when you hire as a spokesperson, someone like Alex Earl versus Michael Sarah, which isn't a great example, or versus a big celebrity like Cardi B, what are the numbers on those things these days? How much does Alex Earl get for a spokesperson campaign with a beauty company? That's a great question. Because don't you feel like you used to see when supermodels were around and things like that, it would always be like a bragging thing. They would say, oh, the first $10 million contract for X model for Revlon or whatever it was. And somewhere along the line, that became not a fun bragging point and instead like insider knowledge. 
What's going on? Yeah. So I wrote about that yesterday in my newsletter and my facialist, Joe Lee, who works at Stahl Studios, actually commented that the comments up there so we can double check it later. But she said that Alex talking about her whole acne journey, which is really incredible. I don't know if you've have you seen her videos of what her skin looked like before? Yes. Yes. It's it's authentic. It's authentic in the same way that, like, Kendall for proactive, what right? Like, I, I'm sure all these people just end up taking Accutane, and that's the solution. It's not pimple <laughs> patches. But she said that almost every single Gen Z client that she has come in to, do, to get a facial brings that up in one way or another, and it's sort of opened the dialogue, I think, for a lot of people. So I think she means more to younger people than she might to me. I also think Alex Earl is interesting because it felt like such a huge deal that she was getting this podcast with Unwell Networks, but I don't think it's doing the numbers that they wanted to, which is probably why she had to do a deal like this. Interesting. Yes, I've listened to her podcast. It's hard to do a podcast like when you're just yourself sitting on a couch, but I'm, I'm interested to see what she does. Yeah, and I don't think she necessarily... You know, she's a boyfriend, so she's not talking about all of her love and dating stories the same way that Alex Cooper did when she started. That's and a good she has point. money now, so she's not Yeah. Being single and poor is so much more interesting. Totally. <laughs> totally. And whether she's self-made or not, she made a lot of money in the last two years, mostly by doing paid partnerships on TikTok, yeah. which is great. But You know, now she's 20-whatever, has an NFL boyfriend herself, has an apartment that's very comfortable that she can shoot at. She's not depending on Dave Portnoy to push her to generate some skill. Yeah, I'm excited that she got the contract. I'm interested to see how much of a spokesperson she is, if we'll see her in ads or anything like that. But yeah, if anybody out there that's listening to this has numbers for me on, you can DM me. I want to know how much these contracts are going for. I would love to know. Moving on, I'm going to call a comeback for this summer, and you all can check me on it. I feel like Sunin, the spray that anyone might remember that turns your hair blonde, is going to make a comeback. I was thinking about this recently before I saw a little post on Instagram that I'm going to tell you about. But just for people who don't know, Sunin is like basically hydrogen peroxide and lemon with some moisturizers in there. But I just saw this article. I'll link to the visual for everybody. Ellen Van Dusen. Is that how you say your name, Van Dusen? Mm -hmm. Okay. So she's a designer for like homewares and things like that, whatever. She's put up this picture. She is a brunette, like a straight up brunette. And somehow just with sun in gave herself the coolest Betsy Johnson, chunky blonde highlights that like are definitely going to have a comeback. That's sort of like Spice Girls kind of blonde. That's like a little fake, but still kind of cool with sun in. Are you here for my prediction? I saw that story also on the New York Magazine homepage. Oh, they put it on the homepage. Yeah, it was on the New York Magazine homepage. It was right there, the the before and after. Everybody loves a before and after. They'll click on it. I can send you photos after this, but I've been blonde, pink, blue, red, purple, white, every color hair. I've done a lot of stuff at home. I've done a lot of stuff in salons. There is, and I, I don't know if you've ever used sun in to a certain amount, there's a very specific texture that comes with it, that your hair results in, and that is worse than any brassiness. So if you're listening and you're considering it, just know that your hair is going to feel different, not only look different. 
I've done it and I've done sun in and hers looked so shiny. It does make it, it's very drying. It can give you like this chewy straw. I'm not sure how to describe that texture. It's both dry and crispy straw-like, but then weirdly spongy, if that makes sense. As if the whole keratin core had just disappeared from your like your hair. And you know what? I'm sure if they went through like a little rebrand, because doesn't it still have like a photo of a blonde girl on the label? It looks like a Barbie like a fake Barbie beauty product. When I just looked at the new packaging, I don't know if the girl's still on there, but it definitely, someone, if it's not them, I think is going to re-bottle it, give it some like tomato girl summer vibe, like some sort of tiktok Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm calling it now. It's like coming back for the summer, but I'm going to link to it so everybody can see the picture we're talking about because it's almost unbelievable. But from the person who did it, I feel like she would, why would she lie about that? She definitely used London. You know what I mean? I mean, self-tanning had, I don't know if self-tanning ever fully went away, but a lot of people use self-tanner now, and that's sort of been given a luxurious re-up, and now there's, like, the glow drops and all that, so I could see it. All right. She's she's not, yeah, you're naying it. I like that you're playing it neutral. All right, last thing I wanted to do is take you to the science corner, and you're a fat mascara listener, so you know what that means. My corny music goes here. Okay, in Science Corner, I have been watching the nicotine pouch movement. Zinn is a very good example. I know you've written about it in your newsletter. Apparently in Sweden, they're called Snooze, S-N-U-S. That was like originally the name of them. And full disclosure, my husband was a smoker and he still chews Nicorette. So I always like to look up on these things if they have an effect on your skin. Because I think that that would be a way to deter people from same way smoking is not great for aging. Well, I found a study for everybody. Here it is. Turns out snooze are not good. They call them snooze, but like any sort of pouchless nicotine are not good for your skin. What they do is they decrease blood circulation significantly all across your body, not just on your face. And so I've interviewed, and I know you have as well, many facialists who tell you that One of the most important things to having great skin is really good circulation. So I will link to the study for everybody, but I also want to point out that I need somebody else to keep going with this study and see if there's an actual premature aging component to nicotine pouches. Because if you're not getting enough circulation, doesn't it feel like that's going to have an effect? I have a few things to say. The first is that there is a very influential skincare beauty person in New York City who recently opened up to me that she's been using Zin forever. And now it's in the headlines and her dentist was like, your teeth look fine. And that was her biggest concern about her gums. And she was like, I'm addicted. It's my secret. I love it. I've been doing it for years. That's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say is that I got a LinkedIn message from somebody today who was recently in Sweden, where the parent company of Zinn is. And he said that on all the tables at the cafes there, they all the men and women are doing it because it's better than cigarettes. And I think he said easier than coffee, which like coffee is pretty easy and wonderful for me. But I guess what he's talking about is that jolt that you get from it. I've tried it like two or three times. You get like a pretty visceral jolt from it. It's shocking. It's from nicotine, right? It's from nicotine, yeah. But way more than I've ever had from a cigarette or someone's jewel. Like it's full body. Or at least when I've done it, it has been. It's shocking. 
And they even have bowls on the tables at the cafes of them because it's so commonplace. And then the third thing I want to say is that Super Bowl Sunday was at a pretty big party. Everyone had Zin. And really? everyone was curious about it. And these are people who you would never expect. And it was mostly men. But the women all wanted to try it. And then immediately I could just tell that a lot of people were going to buy it the next day. So it's sort of like this. I'm sure it's similar to the beginning curiosities of a jewel or a vape or something. But it was in a way where like most of those people would cringe at a vape or even cigarettes. And suddenly it was like 30-year-olds being intrigued by this thing, probably because of the body high from it. So that's my initial reaction. The skin thing makes sense to me. I mean, the circulation thing, of course, but I'm curious who did the study, first of all. Two, what's going on with our beauty person, our anonymous beauty person, who did not say anything <laughs> about that? We can I, we can talk more about it offline. Maybe you can talk to them. Yeah. I don't want to be a downer, but every time I see a new potentially addictive habit, make it into the mainstream. I'm like, there's got to be a downside to that. And as a beauty journalist, I'm like, let me just look into the beauty side effects of it. Partially because I want people to be healthy, but I think one way to get them to be healthy really is to appeal to their vanity. I hate to say it, but I've done it in magazines for years and years. And totally. it is how you get people to make changes. So I don't want to like, sorry, Zin, whoever makes Zin, I don't want to like lose you money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. it also gets scary when the meme becomes real. Like, it's been this sort of memed out gross thing on the internet and social media for, I guess, like the past two years. And then when people it's are actually not. like, yeah. It was an independent research study because they were studying circulation because, as people know, cigarettes are not great for your external circulation. And mm -hmm. I think a side effect of that was that they found out about the skin because that's the first way they were testing circulation. So I haven't yet connected the dots. I'm going to keep my science corner, like, on top of this story to see if anybody is doing these studies. The thing is, there's not a lot of money to tell you that something is bad. Most researchers are focused on things that can make you healthier. So yeah. I feel like it's a pretty obvious thing to study, so it might not need to be studied but I'll look into it and keep updating people. But thank you for your take on it. And guess what? That was the news. You made it through the news on Fat Mascara. How do you feel? Feel great. Okay, good. Let's go raise a wand. Summer is fast approaching, which means it's shapewear season. Just kidding. It's really wedding season. But I just got an invitation to a wedding in Philadelphia, and guess what I'll be wearing? Honey love. I'm not sure about the rest of the outfit or the dress, but the shapewear is going to be honey love. Here's why. Honey love has revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating when you're wearing shapewear. Plus... They have lingerie-inspired design details that you'll want to show off, and all their fabrics are breathable to keep you nice and cool, which is perfect for hot days. Let me tell you a story. I remember being at a wedding, this was a few years ago, pre-Honey Love, and I wore a jumpsuit, and I wasn't sure if the bathroom door locked well, but I had to take off the entire jumpsuit and then roll down the shapewear to pee, and I was like holding onto the back of the door at the same time, completely naked in the bathroom, and it took so long, and I caused this whole backup of the bathroom line, and after that, I was like, never again. Until Honey Love came along. Honey 
Honey Love's Superpower Shorts have a 100% cotton gusset so you don't have to wear underwear underneath. And there's a convenient opening in the underwear area so you don't have to take off the whole thing to go to the bathroom. It's so easy. Honey Love products make you look good and feel good. Whether it's for a wedding, event, an everyday boost of confidence, Honey Love is the perfect plus one. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com mascara. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off. That's honeylove.com slash mascara. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Honeylove.com slash mascara for 20% off. The summer vibes are just getting started, so shape your life with Honey Love. Listen, there are so many skincare products on the market claiming to help reduce fine lines and wrinkles, and you know I will try most of them. But how do you know your products are actually working? Some research to back up the claims. That's why Jess and I are all about Ritual. They created a wrinkle support skin supplement and conducted a clinical study to take the guesswork out of skincare. Ritual's Highest Air is now a part of my skincare routine, and I got in the habit of taking it every day by putting the cute little purple jar right next to my sunscreen. It looks nice on my vanity, and let's be honest, I love that. But once I stuck with the habit, I really noticed a difference in my skin. I am not the only one. In a clinical study, taking Hyacera for 90 days led to a 3.6 time reduction in crow's feet wrinkles as compared to placebo. And it led to a 2.9 increase in skin smoothness. I also like that they're easy to swallow. The capsules sort of taste like vanilla. They're not all weird and fishy like some other supplements. Plus, Ritual is a certified B Corp, something we learned about on a recent episode. And all their supplements, including the Daily Protein and their Sleep Bio Series Melatonin Supplement, are vegan, gluten-free, and made traceable. Do what Jess and I did. Start Hyacera to help minimize wrinkles without compromising on science. Hyacera from Ritual is a clinically proven skin supplement you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash mascara. Start Ritual or add Hyacera to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash mascara for 25% off. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Okay, it is time to raise a wand. Emily's going to get to raise some wands. But first, I have to remind everybody, we had a listener who was, I think her name was Kara. Kara from Boston. She was looking for a concealer that stays all day. She had a big ask. And she also wanted it to cover her redness on her nose and chin. But then she blows her nose a lot. And I was like, what concealer is going to do? Well, we have Renee, who's a makeup artist, with an answer. My name is Renee Baldwin, and I am a makeup artist in the Washington, D.C. area. And I'm trying to help you with a listener from episode 519. 
about someone who needed a concealer and maybe something to help her red nose and her chin, I believe she mentioned. The product that I would use is the MAC Pro Longwear Paint Pot. Now, it's kind of a versatile product. You can use it for many things. I use it as an eyeshadow primer, but I've also used it for people who wear glasses, and you kind of get the dent and makeup removal off the side of your nose. I use it on there before I put their foundation on. I've also used it on women and men who've had red noses for allergies or colds, and you put it on, you dab it on their noses, make it dry, and then apply your foundation on top of it. So it's helped. It's also made it go, the color go away. And bottom line is, if you're going to blow your nose and wipe it a ton of times, you're going to wipe it off regardless. But this has been pretty key on making things stay and cover up. They do have some colors that do resemble skin color, like painterly and ochre and even laying low. So I usually end up with those three products to help around areas of the nose and in the corners of the eyes. And like I said, on the sides of the nose for people who wear glasses and sunglasses so it doesn't leave a nice makeup removal dots on the side of your nose. Anyways, good luck. And I love listening to your podcast. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Thank you to Renee. I have to point out, as she told you, that that's not, that product from MAC Pro Longwear Paint Pot not technically a concealer, which is probably why it would work in this situation because it's doing more than a concealer can. So I don't know if everybody's going to be able to find a color match there. You can make your own, of course. But I love that she was helping another listener out. So I want to give our listeners some new homework. And I was like, maybe Emily has a product she's searching for. Do you? I have two, actually. Oh, okay. Tell us. I wrote about this recently, but I saw a few people posting, and you're probably going to know about them, but they're old ring lip glosses. So I guess who used to have one? Prada used to have one, maybe? I had talked recently about an Anna Sui one, and then, oh, all these people were messaging me, and they gave me another example. Now I cannot remember what the example is. But yeah, there's not as many as you would think. Why are you asking? Do you want one? (laughs) I want that or something else trinkety that isn't just a lip gloss in a tube. I like trinkety little fun oh, things. So if fine. there's even something that I can only get online, I like that. I think it's a fun conversation starter and I like little gadgets and things to fidget with. Second thing. Oh, I'm already thinking. Okay, but two homeworks. Go ahead. Okay, amazing. Beauty stores in New York that people love that aren't Sephora and Ulta. I really love C.O. Bagelow, but if there's another one that people suggest, whether it's an interesting independent drugstore or I just don't go to that many independent beauty stores and I usually find things that I really like there. So if anybody has a suggestion of a great independent beauty store in the city, Brooklyn, Manhattan. Or a trinkety thing. Or a trinkety thing, yeah. <laughs> okay, so you guys know what to do. The hotlines are on. What do they say when they're on like a telephone? <laughs> That's what I feel like. The hotlines are open. Call us 646-481-8182. Leave a little voicemail helping Emily out there with those two things. Or email us a voice memo, info at fatmascara.com. That's a good one. And now you're going to have to listen next week with my next guest host because I think I have a trinkety thing for you. But let's raise some ones ourselves, why don't we? I am so curious. First up, I feel like this is only appropriate because clearly we know you know fragrance because you actually know how to make them. 
what are you wearing these days? What's your favorite fragrance? What do you want to raise a wand to? Okay. Do you know what I just rediscovered? Do you remember Kai, that fragrance Kai? Of course. Yes. It's come up on the show a couple of times. Okay. I just reordered it. It's so nostalgic to me. I think my mom used to wear it. It reminds me of like yoga studio. Like it has a lot of jasmine in it. I love it. I just reordered that. And then there's a perfumer based in New York named Marissa Zappas, who I'm a big fan of. Um, And I have a few fragrances from her, but particularly she has a roller oil one that I like. So Tragedy is the one that I love from her that she sent me that's an oil. And then I also started collecting solid perfumes because they're trinkety. So (laughs) Dutique has a few. And then like even Glossier U has a solid perfume, but it sticks to your skin a little bit differently. It wears off faster. But I think they're like cute little accessories and then... I don't know. They feel a little bit more purposeful and there's some weight to it. Totally. Okay. Follow-up question though on tragedy. How would you describe the scent of tragedy? So the way that she writes about it is that it's like the ghost of a Hollywood starlet, like very glam, dark Hollywood, but there is a lot of crushed rose in it, which immediately makes me think about like a dying bouquet, but it's pretty floral. It's very rose heavy. It's very sophisticated. I wear it usually at night, and people always ask me what I'm wearing when I wear it. I love when a rose gets a teeny bit musty. I feel like there's been lots of clean and green rose fragrances in the last couple years, but I love when they have a little bit of funk. It's beautiful, and the way that the way that she writes about the fragrances almost make you embody a little bit of that energy as well. The tragic Hollywood energy? Let's let's not embody too much of the tragic yeah, Hollywood like a little, energy. a little ghost. I have another one from her called Whore, which I love, okay. that she made with my friend Liara, who's a sex worker. That was fun also. What's that one smell like? It's a little bit more woody. It's a little bit more masculine. There's a lot of musk in it. It's really sexy. I'm out of it already. I think that it's discontinued. But it came out at the time that my friend Liara, who she made it with, released her book. This is telling, though, that's the one that you, like, quote-unquote, hit pan on. But it was also one of my first fragrances that I took seriously. Okay. So I was really excited about it, and now my my collection has grown. Got it, got it. Okay, we raised her on to fragrance. I also was curious, is there any beauty treatment or service? I know you love a good treatment that you want to raise the wand to that you've had recently. I just got acupuncture at this place called Nutrafe Aesthetics in Los Angeles. And I thought I was walking in to do like a sexy lymphatic drainage massage under a light, but I saw- (laughs) I don't know how that's sexy, but okay, yeah. (laughs) I think lymphatic drainage is like very intimate with the practitioner. Okay. Oh, that kind of sexy. Got it. Yeah. You're like in your, you're very like thinking about your body a lot, but- I, it ended up being an acupuncture appointment with this man, Dr. Kim, who practices Chinese medicine, and he was telling me things. I don't know if they just say this to everybody who comes in. I don't think that that's the case, but the first thing he said to me was, you should apologize to your boyfriend. And I was like, what? Like, my boyfriend did not call you, but he was like, your back is so tense, you must be lashing out a lot. Wait, but was there truth in that? absolutely. I called my boyfriend after. I was like, I'm sorry, Dr. Kim Dr. told Kim, me to apologize. I'm not really apologizing, but Dr. Kim says I should apologize. Yeah. I never really gotten acupuncture like that. I've gotten what I consider startup acupuncture, which is like one of the chain places that kind of, I feel like they sort of set it and forget it. A TCM practitioner. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And I have a lot of my masseter is pretty big and he did a lot of masseter work on me. I have TMJ. Was there a massage component to it as well? Yeah, it was both. It was acupuncture and massage, but it was really incredible. And I think a lot of it was because of this particular person and what he was telling me about myself. And it made me like think differently about my lifestyle, honestly. Raise a wand to Dr. Kim. Yeah, he's coming to New York in a few weeks. So I'll let you guys know when he's here or I'll let you know and you can let people know. That's a good one. My last raise of wand I want from you, though, I'm not going to put any parameters on it. I'm just going to say, what do you want to raise a wand to? It can be anything, beauty, otherwise. Tell me. Well, if it's anything, I love playing poker. I'm really into playing poker. The social aspect of it is super fun. Everybody has to talk a lot. and You learn a lot about different sides of your friends' personalities. It's a small group, so you don't have to, like, throw a party and invite everyone. So you have a reason to sort of cap it. And it just, again, it makes you think differently. You can't have your phone out while you're playing poker. You have to be sort of engaged with it. It's a good way to read people around you. I really suggest learning poker if you want something new to do. Raise a wand to poker. That's a classic. My raise a wand feels like ridiculous compared to that. <laughs> I wanted to raise one. I, I like hinted this at the top, but I did get to try out a lot of the items in the Prada Beauty, and I know you were curious about it anyway. The soft matte, I think it's called monochrome soft matte lipstick. Where is it? Okay, so I got to try a lot of the products. This is the Prada Beauty soft matte lipstick. And I don't know how to describe it other than to say it's like very blurring quality to it. Like Mm. it gave me the vibe of the Glossier original ones where you could put it on a couple times and it just sort of blots itself out, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's good color payoff, but it somehow is diffused at the edges. That's sort of what I look like right now. I feel like you'd be into this. Like you could, it's the kind of lipstick you could totally- It's buildable. Very buildable, which is a, tr- it's a problem because, well, it's not a problem. It's a problem because it's $50. It's not a problem because it's refillable, which I love and I want more companies to get into. The way I've been using this shade, which is B101, which is like, I believe it's called Argile, which means clay. It's like a pinky beige. I like a couple layers of it because I am like medium skin tone and I need to build it up so it looks like a nude. If you're if you're like lighter skin, I feel like you could do less of it. But like you can't really mess it up. For a matte lipstick, I'm into they have it's got really high-tech kind of feel to it. Very different. And they're than not some of in Sephora yet, but they're going into Sephora. No, it's available right now on Sephora.com. I don't know what they're in if they're gonna do do the like brick and mortar side of Sephora. I imagine they will, but it is up on their website right now, a lot of the shades, or you can buy it from Prada.com. But I can't believe I'm raising a wand to such an expensive lipstick, but if you like it, you like it. It's true. And all things considered, I could also raise a wand to a Prada bag, and this is like much cheaper than a Prada bag. So that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm raising a wand to. Emily, you've been such a delight. I'm so glad to have the person behind the newsletter I read like almost every day on the show. Thank you for coming on Fat Mascara. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com. We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love. To share a Razor One product review or to ask a beauty question, email us at info at fatmascara. If you send it as a voice memo file, we can even share your voice on the podcast. 
You can also do that by leaving us a voice message. Our phone number in the United States is 646-481-8182. Thanks so much for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.